Hello and welcome to EFS Coach Talk. I am Joe Saravati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am joined on this wonderful TGIF with by Mr. Josh Crash Davis. So it looks like, Crash, we have scheduled Fridays and Saturdays now to uh, tackle this NBA. So awesome to have you on Double Dip now, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think that we're going to really you know, crush these slates. Um, you know, we've got more games to dive into, so it's going to give us a little bit more of an edge uh, on these bigger slates than we've had on these smaller slates. So I am looking forward to that. Yeah, and it's uh, Friday's generally a big slate. Today is is no different. It's nine solid games, and they're spread out all the way from 7 to 10 o'clock starts. Uh, the nice thing is we don't have to mess around with any Strange main slates. All three DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo have the nine-game main slate that locks mm-hmm. at 7 p.m. Eastern. So that makes it a little bit easier. Yep, yep. A uh, couple things, too. Uh, on Fridays, we'll be hitting all these uh, big slates. On Saturdays is when we'll still do our regular uh, two brains are better than one uh, FanDuel GPP build at the end of each podcast. So that'll be tomorrow. That we'll mm-hmm. tackle that. So I'm looking forward to this. Uh, very solid. I can't say now Saturday's my favorite podcast yeah. of the week now that we have this Friday-Saturday doubleheader. I'm going to have to find a different one. So our schedule, by the way, we've got uh, – Andrew has a PGA pod posted right now. If you're going to play weekend only, uh, you I don't know if you'll barely get it in. It locks mm. uh, later uh, this morning or early afternoon for the late start. So you may – but uh, for at least for today's action tonight, yeah. uh, Andrew will put up the weekend only uh, slate for PGA. So check that out. And then um, tomorrow we've got this podcast in the morning uh, that we'll get out there to everybody with our uh, two brains. And then at two, uh, I'll be jumping on with a weekly new weekly uh, with Gundacker. We'll be mm-hmm. live streaming and we'll post that link on Twitter and in our discord. So Busy weekend starting off here. I know there's no football for you this weekend, so yeah. you've got to be like, what's going on here? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so busy weekend for basketball and golf, and we're excited to, to dive into that. All right, man, let's get this train rolling down the tracks. Awesome night last night, too. I don't know mm-hmm. if you saw some of my posts. It was late because the late games finished pretty pretty darn right. late. But clean sweep on, on FanDuel, DraftKings, and Yahoo, some really nice – uh, tickets and that uh, qualified for also a uh, pretty big takedown on Yahoo. It was, mm-hmm. it was a wonderful night. Yeah, it was a good night for sure. All right. Let's keep that momentum going. My friend, a lot of news here to talk about a lot of back-to-backs first and second game. So we're going to cover it all. Here we go. The nine game Friday, February the 4th, 2022 slate game one, Chicago bulls at Indiana Pacers, Chicago minus three, a big fat 231 and a half total, which we've got a couple of big numbers. So mm-hmm. expect to have to have uh 400s plus, uh, you know, uh, to yeah. get uh, to those cash lines. You got to really hit the big numbers tonight. Uh, two, it is a 117.25 for Chicago, 114.25 for the Indiana Pacers. Coming into this game, Chicago's 32 and 19, Indiana 19 and 34. We have a probable tag for Zach Levine and the guys that are already out, Ball, Caruso, Jones, and Williams. 
for Indiana, we have a, a tag on Bitazi of questionable mm-hmm. and Brissett as questionable. So uh, we already know Isaiah Jackson after that gut-wrenching ankle twist is out, along with Brogdon, McConnell, Sabonis, Turner, and Warren. My goodness, they are just slammed with mm. uh, injuries here. But the good news is, Crash, we've got uh, a second night of a back-to-back for Chicago, yeah. so that could stir the pot a little bit. Island game for Indiana. Pace, not great, 19 and 18, but defense, not great either, 19 and 26. So mm. we do have some teams we can attack here and uh, some really good targets and some good value plays. So what do you think so far? Yeah, so the right at the start here, I'm looking at the, the guards for the Bulls. Um, Kobe White and Ayo Desunmu both have pretty nice prices. Um, Kobe White's only 4,800 on FanDuel. I like that a lot. Um, he had 43 DraftKings points against Indiana on December 31st. <clears throat> and Indiana has allowed the six most fantasy points to point guards. So that's where him and Desunmu kind of fit into this situation. Um, of course, DeRozan has been playing very well. Um, got a little bit of a rough start last night, but he finished strong. I think he ended up with like 26 points. Um, he had 40, 40, basically 46 uh, DraftKings points against Indiana when they played on December 31st. And, um, and then Sabonis, if he plays, um, the Bulls have allowed the third most fantasy points to power forwards, and he had 57 um, in their last matchup. So I do like Sabonis if he plays tonight. He's already out, bro. He's ruled out. Okay. Yep. Okay. So with that being said, um, I like Vucevic uh, because I don't think that Indiana is really going to have anyone that's going to be able to stop him. Uh, if Goga is out, you know, if Jackson's already out, Sabonis is out. So I think Vukcevic could be a good play. Um, he's 8,700 on FanDuel. He's a little bit more. He's 9,400 on DraftKings. So don't like it as much there. Um, Javante Green has been a good value play for us. He's 3,500 on DraftKings. That's a really nice price. And then if, if um, or was Sabonis already being rolled out, then, you know, Levert comes into play too as their primary scorer. Um, he had 46 and a half DraftKings points last time they played the Bulls. So I do like Levert as well. Um, and I think that was about it for this game for me. Yeah. And this is interesting. I mean, the whole deal is how much are they going to play these Chicago guys? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that, that last last night they played a hard game. Uh, and it was, was it an overtime game, I believe. Yeah, it was overtime. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I'll tell you, in the second half, I watched most of the second half, DeRozan was absolutely awesome. I mean, that mm-hmm. guy, I mean, I know he's, you know, all-star, all this and that, and but I'll tell you what, he's the most underrated guy in the league. I mean, they yeah. could not stop him. They were blitzing him with two guys and just decided we're not, we, we can't let this guy beat us single-handedly. They were leaving Levine open and, and even, uh, you know, sometimes uh, Vuk. So it was. Mm-hmm. That's how good DeRozan is. But my question is, how much gas in the tank? Because I'll tell you, two guys that used a lot of uh, petrol, if you will, were DeRozan and Vukovic. They played yeah. hard all the way through that uh, overtime. So that concerns me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I like the two youngsters. I'm start. They're growing on me more and more. Javante Green is always so cheap. He came through for us again. He and Desunmu both. I think are in consideration for me. I definitely want exposure to this high game 
And, you know, I think that uh, it's very hard to, to look elsewhere, you know, when, when you're building your lineup and just pass this game by, you just can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if you go cheap at the soon moon green, that's fine. Maybe it's a Levine day. Cause he sort of took a back seat to those two yesterday uh, at eight, nine, that's reasonable enough. So he's yeah. in consideration uh, on the Indiana side. It's going to be hard for me to get away from Levert. He's eight, four, and he's just going to run the entire show there. Uh, the problem is he's going to get to soon with defense. And that dude is a dog mm-hmm. uh, on defense. He is really a future NBA you know, all, all defensive team candidate. I was really yeah. impressed with him defensively. Yeah, yeah. I just never trusted him offensively, you know? Mm-hmm. But so, I mean, I'm on the fence with Levert because it's so hard to get away from because of the usage, which is massive with all those other guys off the floor. That You know, I, I do want the news on the bigs, though, because if Batazzi's in at 5'8", he's playable. Uh, if Brissett is in at 4K, he's playable, but not if they're both in. If they're both out, then it's Terry Taylor time again. And we saw what he did last time. So yeah. uh, we need that news for the bigs to determine if there's a value play or there or not there. The other guy I'll mention who I've rostered a lot lately too, because he stayed at that mid price is Chris Duarte. And you know, he's going to get shots up, right? Uh, he, he gets a lot of offensive touches. So I do like this game a lot. I think you can go, you could pay up, you could get some value. Uh, definitely want to get the news on the Pacers bigs, but this is a good game to start off with, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you mentioned with the Sumo, another thing with him is he's gotten like 35 to 40 minutes in his last 10 games. So he's getting a ton of minutes. Yeah. Uh, as we like to talk about minutes equal money. So I do like the Sumo for sure. Yeah, and he'll get you some steals too. So that yeah. that always helps. All right, we go on to the second 7 o'clock game. Uh, it is the Boston Celtics and the Detroit Pistons. Boston minus 8. It's a 213.5 total, 110.75 for Boston, and uh, 102.75 for the Pistons. Boston comes in 28-25, and 25, Detroit 12-39. and 39. Uh, Nobody out for Boston. Bull Bull, we know he had surgery. The big news for Detroit, and that's going to shift the slate a bit, Cade Cunningham questionable, mm-hmm. did not play uh, yesterday. Tonight's the second night of a back-to-back. I think he plays tonight. I've counted him okay. in uh, on most of my uh, projections so far. But again, you know, that's just me. I haven't seen anything to say that that's the case. Mm-hmm. But, uh, if he is out, then we'll adjust uh, accordingly. Uh, as far as statistically in this game crash, we've got Boston 24th in pace. Detroit 18th, so that's not going to help much. Uh, Boston's all the way to third now defensively, so a little tougher matchup for the Pistons in that sense. Um, Detroit 22nd, so the question is, you know, do you pay up for one of the bigs at Boston or look for value there? Um, Yeah, Jackson, Livers, and uh, Pickett, by the way, are out for Detroit as well. So what do you think? 213 and a half isn't very exciting. Is Are you still going to look for some diamonds in this game? This game is is kind of looking like a fade for me. Um, there's not a whole lot that I like about it. I think that, you know, Boston could probably blow Detroit out, honestly, uh, especially if Cade's out. I mean, if Cade's out, then it's a lot more likely. Um, you know, the, the – um, 
Detroit's allowed the the most fantasy points to small forward. So you would think, you know, Jalen Brown might be a decent play. Uh, but he's a little pricey. He's 8,200 on FanDuel. He's 9,100 on DraftKings. So I don't know if I want to pay that on the nine-game slate. Um, and then a little bit of a cautionary tale with Sadiq Bay. I know he had that 50-point game last time out. But Boston has allowed the fewest fantasy points to small forwards. Um, but on the flip side of that, he did have – uh, 50 DraftKings points against them actually when he faced them on February 12th in 2021. So um, not sure how I feel about Sadiq Bay tonight, but um, if Cunningham's out, you know, he's more of a scoring option for them. And uh, that's about it for me on this game. There wasn't a whole lot here that I liked. Yeah, it's, I mean, I'm with you. It's not my favorite game at all. I think the Boston guys are too expensive in a slow paced game here to pay mm-hmm. up for the two big guys in Brown and Tatum. I mean, you know, Smart 5-7, Williams 7, that's still a little too expensive because you're getting a lot of contribution from Richardson, Schroeder, you know, Williams, those guys. So not excited on that side. If Cunningham's in, definitely uh, not looking uh, really to to go strong with anybody here. Uh, If he's out, though, there is a lot of usage that has to get somewhere. Uh, Mm -hmm. Jeremy Grant is working his way back. He looked pretty good last night. I don't know, though, if they push him on a back-to-back after being out so long. So for that reason, I'll probably pass on him, but I'm keeping an eye on him. Uh, Corey Joseph at 4-3, he's okay. I like him, uh, especially Mm -hmm. if Cunningham sits. But you got a ton from Frank Jackson last night, who we were toying with having in the lineup, too. Uh, And again, you know, this game could be lopsided. Just, you know, with Hayes and Diallo and Olenek and Lyles contributing with Frank Jackson off the bench, mm-hmm. just doesn't feel good. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Uh, totally. If Cade plays, I still think, you know, it's 8-3 is a too big of a number. And not mm-hmm. with Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown's defense right. and Tatum. I think this is going to be a full pass, bro, the more I look at it. Yeah. Yeah, this is probably the least favorite game for me on this slate. All right. We go to the third 7 o'clock game. It's uh, Cleveland Cavaliers at the Charlotte Hornets. Charlotte's favored by 4.5, 218.5 total, 107 for Cleveland, 111.5 uh, for the Charlotte Hornets. Cleveland comes in 31-21, and 21, Charlotte at 28-24. and 24. We know that Garland and Markinen continue to be out for Cleveland. Everybody else is a go. Uh, possible return for Gordon Hayward. He's questionable. That's important news to know. And mm-hmm. we know that uh, McDaniels remains out. So a couple of, uh, you know, that whole news with, with Hayward <clears throat> is going to be uh, important for us to, I think, formulate if this game is playable or not. Um, Cleveland is 25th in pace, so major pace down for Charlotte, mm. but Charlotte's second. So yeah. the Cleveland guys that are in are really going to benefit from that pace. Defensively, Cleveland's fourth, so again, a deterrent for Charlotte guys, uh, and then 24th defensively for Charlotte, so another plus for Cleveland. And mm. on top of that, to pile on, it's the first night of a back-to-back for Charlotte, and it is an island game for Cleveland. So, man, I mean, Cleveland as an underdog here yeah. is super tempting, and uh, it just fits DFS-wise. So are you going Cavs? 
Yeah, I've got a couple calves here that I like, um, especially if Darius Garland's out, 4,100 for Brandon Goodwin. That's a good value play. Um, and then their bigs, uh, Charlotte's allowed the fourth most fantasy points to power forwards and the third most to centers. And I actually like Evan Mobley and Kevin Love more than Jared Allen in this matchup. Uh, okay. Love scored 40-plus in four of his last five games, and he's only 6,900 on DraftKings. So he's definitely producing. Um, Jared Allen has scored less than 40 in his last eight. So he's not hitting the value that we need from him. So um, Mobley, he's 7,600. He's a little bit more on DraftKings. He's also in play for me. So those would be my three favorite guys from Cleveland. Um, on the Charlotte side, I like the value with Cody Martin. Um, he's been pretty pretty good value play for us. Um, LaMelo Ball, he's a little expensive. He's 9,600 on DraftKings. He has scored 50-plus in three of his last four um, DraftKings points. And he had 63-and-a-half Wednesday night against Boston. Um, so, so he would be in, in play, but not my favorite pay up on this slate. Yeah, this, this is an interesting game. I do have a narrative here and I, and you're not going to like this one, to be honest with you, but I, I looked at all the all-star selections for the reserves last night and mm -hmm. LaMelo Ball didn't make it. Did he not? shocking to me because he's wow. been fantastic. And the guy that I think didn't deserve it, and I know you'll argue this, but I don't think Middleton deserved it. He's missed a ton of games. He hasn't been the number one option. Yeah. It's always Giannis, of course. Holiday has stepped up. I mean, Middleton's a good, really good player. But this year in this situation, you know, LaMelo Ball's numbers are just destroying Middleton's numbers. So yeah. here's I, my, I wouldn't my put thought. him in over Middleton. I mean, what? I wouldn't put Middleton over. I wouldn't have put Middleton in over LaMelo Ball. I mean, I wow. didn't know he was not in there. So, and that's for a Bucks I mean, fan, right? But I mean, that's just common sense to me. I mean, just watching these guys play, you know, balls that yeah. they're leading, you know, he does almost everything for them in a lot of nights. So, absolutely. So, I I know he's nine six, and that's a, a crazy number. I know Cleveland plays great defense. But I'm really going to target LaMelo. I think he comes out. Mm -hmm. He's certainly the kind of guy that has a chip on his shoulder. I think people are going to see the 218.5 total, the 9-6 price on ball, and Cleveland's uh, third-ranked defense, and he's going to be lowly owned. But I think he has something to prove. I think he comes out there and makes a statement. I really do. And uh, on the other side, I like uh, Brandon Goodwin as well. He's only 4-1. He's going to get all those starting point guard minutes. He'll be mm -hmm. backed up by Rondo, but he has proven that he can play. And yeah. with the pace, with the pace up for Charlotte, I think Goodwin's a great, uh, great play here at four one. So those are the two guys I'm targeting right off the bat. Uh, a lot of the other guys I'm maybe going to uh, eliminate a little bit. I think Mobley is going to get guarded by Miles Bridges, who I respect. Again, you're right. Jared Allen has not turned it up a notch in quite mm -hmm. some time. You know, you just get a decent contribution. But for 7-9, you need yeah. more than decent. Kevin Love is uh, dangerous at 6-9. He's been such a great force for them uh, off the bench. So you can consider him. But for me, really, it's going to be the dueling point guards here uh, in this game is where uh, I'm most interested. Hmm. All right. Game four, sir. 
It is a 7.30 game. Finally, we move on to the next level of games. It's the Atlanta Hawks, Toronto Raptors. Toronto minus two, 217 total, 107.5 applied for Atlanta, 109.5 for the Toronto Raptors. Atlanta comes in 25 and 26, Toronto 27 and 23. Injuries, you have John Collins questionable, obviously very important news. Uh, we know Lou Williams is out. For mm. Toronto, Gordon Dragic out. I don't even know why we've mentioned him anymore. We, he's never going to play there. Again. Dallas Maverick, you said. I think that's the rumor around here. So mm. I know they're going after him. Uh, the really tough twist here is second night of a back-to-back for both teams. So that that will shake the kettle a little yeah. bit. Not that Nick Nurse seems to care. Again, right. he's just playing his guys like 50 minutes, and there's only 48 in a regulation game. So you know he's playing them right. a lot. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, he's pounding these guys into the ground. I don't know what gives. But, uh, yeah, that's a tough call. Second night of back-to-back. You've got a really lousy pace here, though, Crash. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if that scares you away. 23rd and 29th in pace. Mm -hmm. So they're going to slow this bucket down. But defensively, poor. 27 Atlanta, 17 for Toronto. So, uh, I don't know. Tough one to consider. Slow pace, but bad D, and you've got some guys that can score, but are they all going to get full run on the second night of a back-to-back? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the question. Um, I, I definitely think that Gary Trent Jr. Um, is in a good spot. He had a letdown game last night, um, but Atlanta's allowed the seventh most fantasy points to shooting guards. He had 46 when he went up against Atlanta Monday night. He had 40 in his five straight games prior to that to last night, so – um, he's definitely been playing very well, and this is a good spot for him to bounce back tonight. So I definitely like Gary Trent at 6,400 on DraftKings. Um, Van Fleet, you could look at as well. Um, he had 45 against them Monday night. Atlanta's allowed the 10th most fantasy points to point guards. They're just a team that we like to attack their guards uh, pretty consistently. So both guards in play for me. Um, you could look at Siakam. He's a little bit more. He's 9,200. Um, he did have 45 against Atlanta Monday night, you know, so solid numbers there. Uh, Trey Young didn't play in that game, uh, and, and Toronto's allowed the second fewest fantasy points to point guard, so I'm not sure I want to look at Trey Young. Um, Kevin Herter might be a decent value play, but again, that could be because uh, the numbers he put up were because Trey Young was out, so I'm not sure if I want to go there. Um, same kind of thing with Bogdanovich, and, and that's probably about it for me in this game. Yeah, I mean, it's not my favorite game either. I think you're going to get – I mean, it's hard to say Toronto's going to use their bench a little bit because mm-hmm. they haven't. I right. know he, he said like two weeks ago he was going to a 10-man rotation. That has not happened. I guess he didn't say exactly when, maybe next year. <laughs> but it ha- I haven't seen any of it. Uh, on the back-to-back, you know, the one thing I will say, congratulations to Fred Van Vliet, though. He made the all-star mm-hmm. roster. Uh, and that's the first guy in a long time as an undrafted player. How about that? Mm-hmm. Undrafted player making an all-star team. So that's goes awesome. to show you. Yeah. yeah. It, it, not always the studs that, that get it done. Right. But at eight six on a back-to-back, I think that's a lot to bite off, uh, especially since he leads the league in minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you may see a little wear and tear, especially on these back-to-backs. Uh, Trent, even though he had an off night last night, he hit a massive three 
uh, right at the end of that game. So I like that call at 6-4. I think he's playable uh, for sure. Ananobi, 7-4 is almost there for me, not quite. But, you know, you've got the, the thing with Toronto is with Barnes, Siakam, and Achua, and now Boucher, who had a good game mm-hmm. off the bench for them, they do have a few guys to go to. They <clears throat> they just don't go very deep. So yeah. it's tempting. Atlanta's not a good defensive team, but I don't want to spend way up. So I'd go probably cheaper, Trent Ananobi or Barnes, although Siakam was part of that winning lineup for me last night. So mm-hmm. I really do appreciate that. But I think some of it has to do, Crash, if Collins is in or out. Because if Collins is in and they have that big Collins-Capella you know, really two guys that can play center all, all the time. Uh, they may have to put a Chua or Boucher in there, which will take some a little bit of rebounds from Siakam and some playing time from a few of the other guys, like in a domino effect. So, yeah, yeah just not my favorite game. I don't want to pay 9-9 nine, nine for, for Young in this situation either. Um, so this could be one of those past games, I think. You, there's there's like three or four really high total games and they're all not, you know, they're not pretenders. They're real mm-hmm. true games. I think, and that's where I'm going to get most of my players. Yeah. All right, chief. How about an eight thirty game? Would that work for you? Let's do it. Houston Rockets and San Antonio Spurs. We have a winner here. So <laughs> El bingo. How about two thirty four and a half? That's pretty healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Spurs are favored by only three and a half. 115.5 for Houston, 119 for San Antonio. And I know I always mention it, but when you get implied totals for both teams that are over 115, that gets my attention. You know, mm-hmm. not that it's so close that it, if it's just under, it doesn't matter. But it, it this is significant because when you get to these levels for both teams, you're talking about increased possessions, which mean a lot more increased DFS points. Right. So uh, the fact that these teams are looking pretty healthy, we have uh, Garuba and Wall out for Houston, McDermott, and then DeJounte Murray. So DeJounte Murray is going to be the news of the night. Mm-hmm. He's questionable. So if he's in with no limits, super, super great target. If he's out, it does open some things up for some other guys, but – Guess what, uh, Josh? We've got pop on the second night of a back-to-back. Yep, that's the very first thing that stood out to me in this game. That's uh, terrifying. Even before, even before Dejounte Murray, um, if he's going to play or not, so yeah. it's very, very scary. Um, Dejounte Murray, you know, you talked about Lamella Ball earlier being an All-Star snub. Dejounte yep. Murray being an All-Star snub to me is just ridiculous. Uh, especially when you consider that Andrew Wiggins is a starter on this roster, you know, it just doesn't make any sense. But and anyway, Dejounte Murray has been, you know, second uh, team all NBA for me, if I made yeah. out my list. I mean, he's, he's done everything for that team. Problem is they're 19 and 34. So I see why people are squawking about that, you know, but mm-hmm. the bottom line, he's dominated, you know, yeah. as far as, the LaMelo ball argument, they're 28 and 24 and in the playoffs. So uh, that's the part that makes that just as egregious. But I agree with you. If there was one guy from the West that I can't believe isn't in there, it's DeJounte Murray. But I think this is my guess. Uh, Already uh, Draymond Green said he's not going to play. I think Draymond, uh, I think DeJounte takes that spot. That's my guess. 
That and would make would, sense. He deserves it. Yeah. But anyway, we need that news. The, the other guys out for San Antonio are Bates, Jop, Collins, Landell, and Pirtle. So still the two big guys, Landell and Pirtle. But, you know, we saw Young and Eubanks yesterday, and you never know on the second night of a back-to-back what Pop's going to do. So mm-hmm. I'm interested to see what your take is there. Quickly, statistically, it's a, a bonanza for DFS. How about first and eighth in pace? Got to love that. Dead last 30th and 20th in defense. So how many guys are too many for this game? That's the like the million dollar question. You can easily fill half your roster from this game alone. What do you think? Well, my, my concern with this game is based on what happened last time they played, and that was on January 25th. So just a little over a week ago, they played. And San Antonio won by 30 points. It was 134 to 104. Yep. And I remember rostering DeJounte Murray in that game, and he let me down because he didn't get the minutes that he would have normally gotten. So he didn't get over the 60. Uh, it's like 60-plus DraftKings points he's averaged against Houston. So I, I definitely like DeJounte Murray if it's a close game. Um, if he even plays, that's another thing we have to find out. If he plays and it's close, I do like him. Now, if he doesn't play, Trey Jones has been a good value play. He's 3,700 on DraftKings. He had uh, 26 against Miami last night and 32.3 against Phoenix on Sunday night. So that's that's good value there at only 3,700. Um, and if, if you do think this game's going to blow out, you could look at Zengun because last time they played, him and Christian Wood basically had the same amount of production. So at only 3,400, you're getting a lot better value with Zengun than you would with Christian Wood if this game is a blowout. Yeah, Zengun's a risk, though. I, I don't understand why he's not getting consistent minutes off the bench. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so disappointing uh, because he was so good when they needed him, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah this, I, mean, I don't think this game great. blows out personally. I, and I do think DeJounte Murray plays. That's just what I have projected right now. We'll see mm-hmm. what that news is. But I think, you know, he's he may be the best pay-up guy on the slate. You've got all these reasons here. The great pace, the poor defense, the chip on the shoulder for not making the all-star roster. Yeah. If he sat out just to set out yesterday because of the back-to-back and he's going to be unleashed today, he could be an absolute monster. And the mm-hmm. Houston backcourt absolutely reeks defensively. Porter, Green, Gordon, they could not guard you and I and uh, Tyler. I think the three of us could could get uh, stay in a game with those three. Just, yeah. just kidding, obviously. Um, uh, it, you know, it's just – it's going to be all news-driven there because it's going to shape my entire slate. Because if I pay mm-hmm. 10-5 for Murray, you know, you're – you're talking that's going to be your key guy. But right. it just feels like if Houston keeps it close, the pace and defense is what it is. It's like a 70-burger type situation for Murray. So I'll be watching the news like crazy. Check us out. You know, Jump in Discord with us this afternoon. We'll be following all of this very closely because that's going to be a big, big, big piece. Mm-hmm. I like you said if if Murray sits, Jones, White's in play, those guys I think you can trust. Then you've got to, you know, how are they gonna split the, the minutes with Young and and uh uh who is it? Uh who's their other Eubanks? Because I mean yeah. 
that's the thing. If they're going to split, you just you can't afford on a slate like this to go there. But mm -hmm. if Young's going to get the majority of minutes, he's still the dead men 3K. Yeah. And Eubanks is 3-3. So we just need, need news. Isn't it comforting knowing we need news about Pop's team on the second night of a back-to-back? <laughs> yeah, it's like the worst-case scenario. Oh, um, God. Yeah. But it, it could be the difference maker in the entire deal, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But if uh, other than that, play. on the Houston side, you know, KPJ's been solid. He's 6'9. Jalen Green's mm -hmm. been showing more offensive prowess at 4'3. Uh, Wood at 8'7 is going to get all the minutes. And, you know, he's usually having to go against these giant centers. And he's more like a four slash five, if you ask yeah. me. I yep. think he'd be a perfect guy to play a four with a true center. But at least he gets the fact he doesn't have to face that goliath in uh purtle he gets to go against really other fours if you mm -hmm. will in in a thad young uh drew drew eubanks you know i'm not sure what you'd want to call him but yeah. i do like wood here too but eight seven is a hard one uh, to to bite off but i do want uh definite exposure from both sides and i think this could be the key game of the night and at 234 and a half it should be but i mm -hmm. think it deserves to depending on the Murray news. Who else do you like besides uh, Wood for Houston? Either Porter or Green in the backcourt. Okay. Um, you know, I think, again, it it's all has to do with who plays, who's in and out. If Mur Murray's uh, one of the best defenders in the league, mm -hmm. I think he gives Porter huge trouble. So right. I'd go Green there. But if Murray plays or doesn't play, then I think Porter pretty right. much – you know, Jones and those guys can't guard him anywhere near to that level. Right, right. Yeah, that's what I was thinking because if Murray plays and he's going to give Porter fits, but if he doesn't, then, yeah, Porter's definitely in play for me. Yeah. Um, and then if if Murray um, if Murray plays or if Murray doesn't play, then I'm not even going to consider Zen Goon because I think that game will definitely stay close uh, if Murray's out. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's lots to unpack with this game, and we may not have that news, knowing Pop, of course, it's mm -hmm. an 8.30 game. So the nice thing, though, is you don't have to sweat it. If you want to put some of these guys in, like if I put Murray in there, it's not like I'm not going to have a chance to to late swap because, you know, there's four more games after this one. Right. Uh, so we have all kinds of opportunities. You know, you don't want to go in without a plan. I generally have a plan. If this happens, then here's who I'm going to look at. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at least get that set in your mind so you don't get, you know, screwed out of a bunch of salary or something because you have them in the wrong position. Yeah. All right. Okay, we'll leave gonna... it open for Luca or somebody like that. So. Yes, definitely. All right. We are uh, five down with four to go real quickly. If you're watching right now on YouTube, quick thumbs up. Hit the like button. Uh, we'd really appreciate that with that thumbs up. Hit the subscribe button as well. Give us a quick comment. That helps us move up the algorithm on YouTube. And while you're at it, hit that little alarm. That bell in the upper corner alerts you when any of our podcasts post. Right now we have a seven-day-a-week NBA podcast, weekly PGA, and then, of course, the big giant Super Bowl podcast that will be coming up mm -hmm. here this coming week. Um Definitely also, if you want to join us, go to dfscoachtalk.com. All kinds of different memberships to choose. Uh, we'd love to have you, you join us and check us out. Dip your toe in the water. 
Friday is always the best day to do it. You get Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all the action in basketball and golf. Uh, our three-day pass is only $10, so it is definitely worth a try. If you're uh, listening, audio podcast-wise, Spodbean, uh, Spodbean, Spotify, Podbean, or a combination thereof, maybe they're going to merge. Maybe we yeah. the news hasn't broken yet. Predicting uh, also, future. Apple Podcasts, <laughs> Stitcher, uh, we're everywhere. But if you check us out audio-wise, give us a quick five stars, whatever the top rating is, and a quick comment, two, three words. You will be uh, put into a contest that we draw for a full one-week, full-access membership to Coach Talk for uh, at the end of the month. So definitely want to join that. And remember, when you join us, you get everything we've got. We don't go by sport like some of these sites will charge you 300 for this and 700 for that and 400 you join you're part of the family you get everything you get any access to me one-on-one for strategy sessions you get you get all of our lineups which we provide a draft kings coaches clipboard which is five highlighted players for basketball for example that changes per sport how many are highlighted and then a pool of other players to choose from we also give out two lineups every day on FanDuel and Yahoo a cash slash hybrid, which we call our single entry GPPs. And then a second one, which are the multi-entry GPPs for both. So we've got you covered from beginning to end, backwards, sideways, through the uh, NBA locket in the evening, through the late swap. We are there for you. So come join us. All right. We switched to the final four. We've got a two nine o'clock and two ten o'clock games. Pretty Pretty easy to determine here. So we got the uh, New Orleans Pelicans against the Denver Nuggets. Denver favored by 6, 222 and a half total, 108.25 for New Orleans and 114.25 for the Denver Nuggets. Pels come in 19 and 32. The Nugs come in 28 and 23. Josh Hart questionable for the Pelicans. That's a concern and mm. that shuffles the deck. The guys that we already know are out are Hernan Gomez, Luzada, Temple, and Cheeseburgers Williamson. For Denver, Cousins questionable. So maybe Jokers back up in or out. Uh, nice to know that. Kanchar and Murray remain out as they have been for quite some time. As far as statistically, bad pace here, 20 and 22, but worse defense. 25th New Orleans, Denver 18th. What do you think there, Crash? What's this shaping up, the 222.5 interest you hear? Yeah, a little bit. Um, Joker's really had his way with New Orleans, and uh, I definitely like him in this matchup. He is very expensive. He's 12-4 on DraftKings. He's a little bit more palatable on FanDuel. He's 11-2 over there. Um, New Orleans has allowed the ninth most fantasy points to centers. He had 67 um, DraftKings points against them last Friday. And then on December 8th, he had 73. So he's definitely been putting up some big numbers against New Orleans. And um, on the value side for Denver, I like Monte Morris. He's been playing really well. He's 4,900 on DraftKings. He had 37 and a half against them last Friday against New Orleans. And then on on New Orleans, um, Herbert Jones has been playing well. He's 5,200 on DraftKings. He had 42.3 against Denver last Friday. And Denver's allowed the fifth most fantasy points to power forward. So it's a good matchup for him. Yeah, yeah. This this game's hard for me. I mean, if I don't 
if I change my mind on the the Lamelo Ball situation and all of that, then Joker, you know, I'm he's got to be on everybody's board as the best buyup. Let's face mm-hmm. it. I know twelve four. It's crazy expensive, but you know he can even break the slate at that number for God's sakes. Yeah, he can. He's capable of an eighty something, and then you got to chase points. But it is a big commitment at twelve four. I mean, Denver's favored by six. The thing that scares me is, you know, especially if Hart's out because mm-hmm. he is literally the heart of that team when he's out yeah. there. And uh, I think there is potential for Denver to to smoke him a bit here. But again, you can't really predict an, an, uh, mm-hmm. a blowout on a six point spread. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm still the jury's out for me. I, of course, would love to have Joker if we didn't have a salary uh, problem here. But right. Um, you know, I'm going to consider that. Really, after that, you do get some bonus pricing, I think. I think Barton's too cheap at six. I think mm-hmm. Aaron Gordon's cheap for five, six. And those two guys interest me a lot. Um, you know, and then right now, though, with if Cousins does play, Najee, Rivers, Forbes, Highland, Bones has had some really good games. Their mm-hmm. bench is all of a sudden pretty deep. So that is a concern as far as rostering the other guys. For for the Pels, you know, it's a tough call. When Ingram's in at 8-2, that's a pretty big price. But uh, if Hart sits, it does open some value. If you want to look at a Devontae Graham or a Herb Jones, those guys 5-4 and 5-2 respectively mm-hmm. are playable. I'm not going to touch Joe Val today. You know, he has a, a propensity to get in foul trouble yeah. and trying to guard the Joker is not the best solution for foul issues. So uh, not crazy at that 8-5 number there. So not my favorite game, but certainly could have some that, you know, value pricing guys that are below that mid-level, I think, could fit and make the lineup work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about Jackson Hayes? Any love for him or no? You know, I – Possibly. I mean, it's possible. Uh, he's, I played him last time out. He's only four, two, and he is a decent points per minute guy. And they're, you know, they have been trying that Jackson Hayes, uh, Jones at the three with Hayes and Joe Val. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's possible because Denver probably matches with Gordon green and Joker. All yeah. six of those guys are big guys. So, right. uh, it's possible at four, two, I'd have to know that he's going to start. If he's going to start, very possible could make it. But if he's coming off the bench, no. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. All right, man. Second 9 o'clock game. Brooklyn Nets, Utah Jazz. Utah favored by five. A nice, healthy 228 and a half. See mm-hmm. what I mean, man? We've got a lot of big DFS yeah. points. So you better get the, the, the eyeballs out for your scores being in the 400s tonight if you want to make some hay. Um, 111.75 for Brooklyn, 116.75 for Utah. So nice high scoring predictions here. Brooklyn 29 and 22, Utah 31 and 21. This is a good game. Uh, you've got guys out already for Brooklyn, Aldridge, Durant, Harris, and Millsap. And I read yesterday, Harris is probably going to have to have a second surgery on that ankle. So he may be Mm -hmm. lost for the year, unfortunately. For Utah, the question mark on white side is important because Gobert's out again. So we could have that Ollie shuffle here with the bigs in Utah. So we need that news. Clarkson is also questionable. 
And now, you know, the fact that they lost Joe Ingles for the season with a torn ACL, probably ending his career, I would believe, at his mm -hmm. age. But yeah. uh, that really changes things up here. But guess who's back? Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell. So all of the, you know, minuses are now positives because even without Gobert and Ingles and maybe Clarkson and Whiteside, You've got Donovan, the chief is back, but how mm -hmm. much does he play? We need to grab, you know, coach speak and beat writer info and follow that yeah. very closely because with Clarkson and Whiteside questionable, Gobert and House out, uh, there are lots of minutes to be had there. And, you know, they do have a decent enough bench uh, that they don't have to stress out Mitchell right off the bat. So mm -hmm. this is going to be a pivotal game where the information is going to be crucial. Uh, good pace here. Brooklyn fourth, Utah 13th. Uh, decent defense. Brooklyn 16th, Utah 13th there as well. So they're the 13th pace, 13th defense. I don't know if that's a bad luck sign for Utah or what, but uh, this should be very interesting, man. Uh, both teams on an island game, though. So what do you think? Is Mitchell even playable at 8-4? I mean, he could be um, eighty four hundred. You know, decent decent price. Uh, but again, the concern is going to be how many minutes is he going to play? Uh, because normally you would just think, yeah, it's an obvious play. He's going to get all that usage. But yeah. everybody that's out for Utah, but that may not be the case. Um, which is kind of why I'm looking at Bo Bohan Bogdanovic. Uh, yeah, fifty one hundred on Fanduel, so he's a really nice price over there. Sixty five hundred on DraftKings, so a little bit more on DraftKings. Um, but definitely in play for me on FanDuel. And um, this this Azabuki kid, he's 3,400 on DraftKings. He had eight points and 10 rebounds against Denver on Wednesday for 24 and a half DraftKings points. So good value there at 3,400. Um, so that would probably be my primary plays. I, I think that, you know, Harden and, and Irving, um, they're going to they're gonna probably be a little bit held back. Uh, Mitchell's a pretty good defender. Um, who's, who, I guess, who's, who's going to be shooting guard, um, for Utah with, with Clarkson out and, uh, Inglis. Well, it'll be, uh, Conley and Mitchell starting in the backcourt. Then you're going to get, um, Trent, yeah. yeah. And then Trent Forrest, I believe will be the, the first guard off the bench for them. Yeah. Yeah. So Conley and Mitchell are both good defenders. Um, so I think they'll probably slow Irving and Harding, Harden down quite a bit. Uh, so really, really just Bogdanovich and Mitchell um, and, and possibly Azabuki for me in this matchup. Yeah, I you know, it's hard here. I, I don't trust Mitchell at that price, you know, just mm -hmm. coming back. I mean, he yeah, he could do great, but it's risky. Uh, Conley at 7K is a little too much for me. Bogdanovich at 6'5 makes sense because he can score the ball. Um, but if Whiteside plays, I think he's playable at 6'4". If not, I agree with you. You know, you may where you can play more than one center because you don't want to just use your center spot right. uh, for Azabuki. But he is playable at 3-4. If he's going to get the minutes, he can get you 10-10, no doubt about mm -hmm. it. Um, but we need to see that news for sure. And then uh, for the Nets, I just – I'm this isn't a game where I really want to buy up for Harden at 11-4 or Irving at 10-3. It's just yeah. too much of a sacrifice – when you have two studs like that on the same team with a decent defensive backcourt that they're facing on the road, higher elevation in Utah, 
I just mm -hmm. don't, I mean, yes, Harden and Irving, they're always capable of breaking any slate, but not for me on this matchup with all the other good buy-ups available. Patty Mills at 5'6", you know, he seems to always get to his number. That guy right. is so gutsy. Um, the, the big question is on the bigs. Do you give Nicholas Claxton a shot at 4'9"? You know, he's bit us in the butt before, mm -hmm. but, you know, he is a decent play with no Aldridge in there uh, at 4'9", especially if they go to the backup center, the third string center in Azabu. Right. So, Claxton is actually on my radar. I hate to say it. I, he was said I said he was dead to us, but I will think about the feasibility there because he's sub 5K, could get a decent run. James Johnson is a flyer at 3-8, but we've seen him have some really good games, so mm -hmm. you can consider it. But uh, really not into this game like I thought I would be. So of all the, the high-scoring games uh, – you know, this is the one I'll be holding my breath and hopefully be able to get by with very little, uh, you know, ownership. Right. Yeah. Claxton, he he had that huge game last game and I was so close to playing him. I was kicking myself. <laughs> I know. And that's what makes me more nervous about, you know, then, you know, clicking him this time because I had him in my initial build last time and didn't play him either. But, mm. uh, you know, so I don't know. Jury's out. I don't know if I'll have the courage to do that, but I, I may. Yeah. All right. We got two 10 o'clock games, brother, and we're going to hit those right now. Oklahoma City Thunder and Portland Trailblazers, two teams on the first night of a back-to-back -to, -back to, you know, rustle it up here. Portland's favored by eight. Um, 214 is the total. 103 implied for Oklahoma City, 111 for the Portland Trailblazers. And uh, the Thunder come in at 16 and 34 after just beating the Dallas Mavericks in Dallas. That was fun. <laughs> Dirk, Dirk fell off the wall. I had to pin yeah. him back up there. Put him back up there. Yeah. It was disgusting. Uh, they're 16 and 34. Portland's 21 and 31. A lot of guys out here. SGA still out. Krejcik, J uh Robinson Earl, Roby, and Wiggins. All those guys are out. Mm. So, Thinner bench for Oklahoma City, and they haven't had many injuries all year, so it's a lot of guys out. Portland, uh, I get to see the flopping hair of Ellaby more than likely. He's probable. Nance and Watford, questionable. So maybe the return of Larry Nance. We haven't seen him in mm. a quick minute. And yep. then we know Lillard and Zeller are, are out. Statistically, we've got uh, 14th and 15th in pace, so I would say that's pretty close to dead average. Twelfth mm -hmm. for Oklahoma City in defense. How about that? Mm. The Dorcher Chamber and company getting it done on D. Uh, Portland, no, twenty eighth. They're giving up a bunch of points. So yeah. this game gives me a stomach ache just looking at it. I'm interested to get your take on it. Uh, what do you think on this Thunder Trailblazers game? Uh, yeah, there's not a lot here for me, um, but I do like Dort. He's been playing really well. He's sixty four hundred on on DraftKings. He had 46, 35, and 47 in his last three games. He did have 35 against Portland Monday. So solid numbers there for that price. Um, Giddy on FanDuel is, is somewhat in play at 6,000, but at 7,700 on DraftKings, I don't want to go there. And then right. as a value play, you could look at Darius Baisley. He's starting to produce a little bit more like he was um, last year for Oklahoma City. So I, I do like Baisley a little bit. And statistically, uh, this is the best matchup for C.J. McCollum. 
but he didn't really come anywhere near that last time they played um, against the Thunder. And at 8,300, you know, it may not be worth the risk. Yeah, I mean, it's if there's ever been an example of why you need to have a little bit of exposure playing DraftKings and FanDuel, it's this type of situation. When you get a guy on FanDuel, Josh Giddy at 6K, mm-hmm. you know, he's pretty much plug and play for me. But on FanDuel, or I'm sorry, on DraftKings where he's 7-7, seven, seven, yeah. he's not quite going to make the cut. So, uh, again, sometimes you have these $2,000 difference in prices where – you know, one of the sites is getting it wrong, and I yeah. think it's nice to be able to take advantage of that. Um, Dort has been tough, but he's jumped to 6'4". That's a bit of a concern. I'll tell you, the, the kid that's decent is Decate, the new center they've been playing. Mm, yeah. He's got double-double poten- uh, potential. Uh, you know, remember Czech Diallo that's played for a couple of years? Yep. That he, the Grizzlies and guys, that's who he reminds me of. He's a little bit of an undersized center. He's more of a power forward slash center right. caught in between, but he's got, he can fly through the sky, man. He can get up. Uh, not a good shooter from the outside per se, but very active rebounding can get you stocks. And if he's going to get enough minutes at the dead men, three K, he could be a path to really loading up for a second, uh, you know, buy up guy. So, I'm yep. going to consider him here um, just because I th- I'd like to get out in front of that. You know, if he throws a 25 or 30 on the board, then everybody's going to be racing over to him. But uh, I think he's he's interesting here. Not not a, a dead, you know, cinch, but I think somebody to talk about if you don't want to go up to Dort or Giddy. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, FanDuel Giddy's a great play. Portland, you know, Simons has been steady at 6-6. McCollum at 8-3 is a little expensive now, especially with the fact that I think McCollum will get the Dorcher chamber more than likely, yeah. uh, which is no fun for anybody. Uh, Powell at 6-7 can have solid games, same as Covington at 5-5. So if, you, mm. you know, if you're grabbing the right guy in a situation, uh, you know, they both may have decent matchups here that they can take advantage of. So they're in play at those prices because it really does help to have some mid-level build guys. Uh, Nurkic a little much for me at 8-2. We'll see. If Portland, uh, you know, they haven't been blowing people out. So And the Thunder coming off a Dallas victory, you would think they are playing with a little confidence. So it may be, you know, you may need to have some exposure, even though it's only a 214 game, if everybody's getting full minutes down the stretch. Yeah. You, met, you were talking about Diaconte earlier, and I was thinking, you know, they probably, Milwaukee probably wishes they wouldn't have got rid of him because they don't really have any bigs besides Portis right now. And um, he was kind of in and out of their G League and on the roster off and on last year. So that would have been somebody they probably should have kept. Yeah, at least as a backup, emergency backup, you know, yeah. you think he'd be uh, solid. I'd personally take him over you know a few of their guys maybe even thanassis but mm-hmm. you know you don't want to cut the little brother of the franchise yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'd take his brother his cousin his uncle as long as he stayed with me i'd, I'd take them all mm-hmm. all right we go to the late game and, it, and now i can you can whine i i can do the whining and you can make fun of me because i have to stay up till 10 oh yeah yeah for the mavericks what the heck we're going to be sleeping here before this game starts in Dallas. It's the exact same scenario the other night. They the wanted to put this TV. game on TV, 
So then yeah. we need to lose sleep. You know, I'll do the right. Tom and Jerry thing where you put the tape on the eyes pretty much at this point. <laughs> but it is the Philadelphia Sixers, 76ers at the Dallas Mavericks at 10 p.m. game. Hmm. Dallas favored by one and a half, but a scant two twelve and a half. So is there going to be any exposure here? You've got a bunch of bad mixed things here. You've got great defense, terrible pace. So let's talk about this game. Dallas, one and a half, 212 and a half total, 105 and a half, Philly, 107 for the Dallas Mavericks. Dallas limps into this game after losing back to back to the Orlando Magic and the Oklahoma City Thunder. Yes, you heard mm -hmm. that correctly. Dirk, plug your ears. Too late. Yeah. How bad is that to lose to those two teams back to back? Yeah. yeah well, that's how hard. are they going to do against Philly is the question. Yeah. Philly's 31 and 20. Dallas is 29 and 23. Seth Curry questionable and very important piece of news because when he plays, he's been getting 40 minutes. Uh, Cork Moss, Milton, and Simmons out for Philly. For Dallas, we know Brown, Hardaway, and tissue paper Porzingis still out with a, a hangnail or it's his toe, toenail. I'm sorry. But so that makes this tough, man. I mm -hmm. I have no confidence the way the Mavs are playing, but they do have a tendency to play to the level of their competition, one of those agitating things, you know. Um, so let's look at the numbers here. Philly 26, Dallas 27th in pace. So not good. To two top 10 defenses. Philly 10th on the rise. Dallas 5th. Great defense the last couple of months. So. All those scenarios scared the living daylights out of me here, the way Dallas is playing, all these numbers. Mm -hmm. We've got this Luka and Embiid scenario, two of the guys that have, you know, really been right up there with uh, in the top five in DFS points this month. What are you doing here, man? This game just perplexes the hell out of me. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's tough. Um, so Luka has scored 71, 71, and 64 in his last three games. You're the Mavs guy, so tell me if you think he can do something like that, um, you know, in this matchup. I mean, he's capable of against anybody ever to throw a 70 on the board. It's just he's a walking triple-double. He's one of the best DFS scores. But my concern is I'm not going to go there. I'll just mm -hmm. let me jump the gun. He's 11-9. This is a walking pace. He's got, you know, when he – makes those moves into the paint. He's got Embiid back there. He's going to get Thibel harassing the crap out of him. So, and and the Mavs are playing like dog doo-doo. So mm -hmm. that's sort of what I think about Luka. Okay, okay. Um, and that hurts to say because he's been yeah. phenomenal. No, I understand that. Um, so for me, then I would probably look at Tyrese Maxey, 7,600 on, on uh, DraftKings. He's 7,700 on FanDuel, almost the same price. And then, you know, we like to attack the um, the Mavericks with bigs. Obviously, Embiid is one of the best, but he's 12-3. So that's, that's a real a, consideration a have to take there. Yeah. Um, and and that's, that's probably about it for me would be, would be, you know, those three guys were the main guys I was looking at. And I don't know if I'm going to play any of them, honestly, but those were the only ones for this game that stood out. Yeah, I mean – for me right now, the biggest decision I have is whether I want to just, you know, unload the vault for, for Embiid. I, 
It's hard. I mean, the Mavericks, although they're playing bad, their defense is still solid, and the pace mm-hmm. of this game is just so horrific. Um, but like you say, we attack bigs. They just Dallas plays terrible defense in the yeah. paint. So Embiid certainly a phenomenal payup play. He would be the one guy from this game if I punted on not taking those other payup guys. I mean, it's possible, but twelve mm-hmm. three is a is such a tough number, and you know it just reeks of though you know he could get to forty eight fifty two, but that's yeah. not good enough. You know. Right. Right. Yeah, we need 70 plus from him. Yeah. And I just don't know if that's going to be available in this game. I haven't Mm -hmm. decided yet. He would be the target that I'd go to on Philly. Uh, You know, Seth Curry, a little bit of a revenge game. If he does play at 5 1, is a good price because Dallas sort of gave up on him Mm -hmm. for uh, Josh Richardson in a a bowl of soup, basically. So, uh, yeah, Curry would be a decent play, I think, at that price. If uh, if he's in, Maxi's been just off the wall phenomenal. Uh, mm-hmm. There's no doubt about it. But again, at seven six at this pace, it's not quite the perfect scenario that he's had the last few games. Uh, and if Curry's back, that takes enough away from Maxi too. Uh, you know, after that, really, there's nobody on the Mavericks that I would take if they were five bucks at this point. I'm just so disgusted. I mean, Brunson, I should take that back. Brunson at 6'5 is -hmm. reasonable. But as far as Finney-Smith, Kleba, Powell, Green, Chris, Nitalikina, you can dump those guys right in. uh, Are you by any body of water there that we can see if they can all swim? Because (laughs) they've been useless lately. Uh, I will say this, though. Reggie Bullock at 4'5 off the bench has been on fire. He's shooting like Mm. 60% from three. Wow. In the last couple of weeks, he's just literally on fire, but he's coming off the bench and, you know, the fill in this pace just doesn't, isn't conducive, but somebody to watch out for mm-hmm. uh, down the road. So as you can tell, I'm a little bitter on the Mavs right now. Not that I'm not a Mavs fan, I'm not giving up the ship, but right. if you want to be a playoff contending team, you can't lose to the magic and thunder back to back. So a little sour. Mm-hmm. I get it. So it's pretty much a beat or bust for me, I guess, in this last game. Mm-hmm. But I, well, I just well, what about Maxi? You said you liked him. Yeah, I do. But seven six in this type type of pace yeah. scares me. That's the only problem. You know, he's going to get Brunson defense, and Brunson's scrappy. True. So yeah, I you know the sad thing is I may have to go blanks here. You know, mm-hmm. ride this last game with nothing, which would really sting, but. Right now, I've just other than Embiid, if I pull the trigger there, I just don't feel real comfortable anywhere else. Yeah, yeah. That's it, my friend. We better get rocking and rolling here. We've mm-hmm. uh, we've had a long one. It's a good nine gamer. We needed to break them all down. Should be a fantastic card. You know, can't really make any mistakes tonight. You got to hit right. the good ones. You know, those seventeen or eighteen point dud that you put in there will sink the ship. So. Uh, you know, all big numbers. We're going to have all of our info posted. Come join us, dfscoachtalk.com. Any final words there, Crash? No, I, I'm ready to see what happens tonight. Be watching the news all day and sit back and watch some games. Fantastic. And we'll have the pod up pretty early tomorrow morning, probably around 10, 10 30 ish. We'll post that info 
Uh, and don't forget, tomorrow, uh, Crash and I will also choose the two brains are better than one Fandle GPP lineup. So mm-hmm. we would love to see you again tomorrow to join us. So thank you so much for tuning in. Crash, excited to be doing these Friday, Saturday back-to-backs with you. Absolutely. And uh, hopefully it helps everybody build some really big winners. Yep. All right. Have a great Friday. Enjoy it. Make it a three-day weekend. Take the afternoon off if you're listening to this. You know, tell your boss, coach said, afternoon off, it's three-day weekend. So see if that works for you. But, you know, be careful. All right. Have a great day. Have a great weekend. We'll be back in the morning again when we look to crush it in NBA DFS.